You're listening to Missing Persons, brought to you by Abject Entertainment. Be sure to check out some of the other great true crime podcasts from this network, including The Murder in My Family, DNA ID, Scene of the Crime, Three Men and a Mystery, All Things Crime, and Zodiac Speaking. All of these podcasts are available for you to binge on right now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe where you're listening to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. The views and opinions expressed by guests on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of the podcast, its creators, or sponsors. If you would like to discuss a missing persons case on this podcast, please be sure to visit missingpersonspodcast.net. This episode may contain unsettling or disturbing subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Missing Persons Alert, Gabby Petito, Part 2. Since we aired our first Missing Persons Alert on this case earlier this week, there have already been important developments in this fast-moving case. If you haven't already listened to that alert, please go back and listen to it now, as it contains all the background information for what you are about to hear. Also, please note that we are staying away from all the rumors, speculation, and baseless theories that are inundating the internet in this disturbing case, and simply relaying the facts as we understand them. First, the reports we mentioned in our first alert about Gabby and Brian being involved in some sort of domestic incident were correct. On August 12th, police in Moab, Utah, pulled over the couple's van after a third party reported a fight between the two. A bystander had witnessed Gabby and Brian pushing and shoving each other outside a grocery store. Police spoke to the couple on the side of the road near Arches National Park, and body cam footage of their interaction is visible online. Gabby is visibly upset and crying and tells the officers, quote, we've been fighting this morning some personal issues. She tells officers that Brian wouldn't let her in the vehicle. Brian tells officers that Gabby slapped him and he has visible scratch marks on his face and arm. Gabby admits that she scratched and hit Brian and says it is because she suffers from anxiety and she was afraid that he, quote, was going to leave her in Moab without a ride. However, Gabby tells police that the two are in love and she doesn't want to press charges. Brian agrees. It was just a squabble, Brian can be heard saying. Sorry, it had to get so public. Brian tells one of the officers that he and Gabby both suffer from the same mental health problem. The police report redacts the specific information as to what this condition is. Brian also tells the officers that traveling for the last four or five months has created a, quote, emotional strain between them. The police report on this incident concluded that Brian was the victim, and officers can be heard on camera describing Gabby as the aggressor. However, no charges were filed as a result of the incident, as Gabby said she never intended to hurt Brian, just to stop him from telling her to calm down. The officer who wrote up the report concluded, quote, I do not believe the situation escalated to the level of a domestic assault as much as that of a mental health crisis. The couple was instructed to spend a night apart to cool off. To facilitate this, the Moab police arranged for Brian to stay in a hotel while Gabby slept in the van. The next day, the couple seems to have resumed their normal travels. 
In another development, Gabby's parents, through their attorney, Richard Stafford, issued a statement to us at Missing Persons Podcast dated September 15, 1240 p.m. It reads in its entirety, Every day the search for Gabby continues, the Schmidt and Petito family becomes more desperate. They are frantically searching for answers and information in their daughter's disappearance while Brian sits in the comfort of his home. Brian claims he wants to sit in the background while we search for Gabby in the wilderness of the Grand Teton and Yellowstone National Parks. Brian left Gabby in the wilderness with grizzly bears and wolves while he sits in the comfort of his home. In his home. Brian, how could you do this to Gabby? You selfishly remain silent while Gabby is all alone in the wilderness. Brian, your silence is reprehensible. We beg you to do the right thing and help us bring Gabby home. Brian, whatever happened in Wyoming happened. The only thing you can control is what you do now. Tell us where Gabby is. You tarnish your love for her with your silence. Thank you, Richard Stafford. Gabby's parents issued a public statement thereafter. It reads, The Schmidt and Petito family are going through the worst moments of their lives. Their beautiful 22-year-old daughter is missing, and the one person that can help find Gabby refuses to help. Brian Laundrie was traveling with Gabby in the Grand Teton, Yellowstone area. They were traveling together in Gabby's 2012 Ford Transit van. That is where we believe Gabby was last seen. Brian is refusing to tell Gabby's family where he last saw her. Brian is also refusing to explain why he left Gabby all alone and drove her van to Florida. These are critical questions that require immediate answers. The Schmidt and Petito family begged the Laundry family to not remain in the background, but to help find who Brian referred to as the love of his life. How does Brian stay in the background when he is the one person that knows where Gabby is located? The Schmidt and Petito family implore Brian to come forward and at least tell us if we are looking in the right area. Finally, Gabby's parents published a heart-wrenching letter that they penned to the Laundry family directly. It reads... Christopher and Roberta Laundry, We are writing this letter to ask you to help find our beautiful daughter. We understand you are going through a difficult time and your instinct to protect your son is strong. We ask you to put yourselves in our shoes. We haven't been able to sleep or eat and our lives are falling apart. We believe you know the location where Brian left Gabby. We beg you to tell us. As a parent, how could you let us go through this pain and not help us? As a parent, how could you put Gabby's younger brothers and sisters through this? Gabby lived with you for over a year. She was going to be your daughter-in-law. How can you keep her location hidden? You were both at Jim and Nicole's house. You were both so happy that Brian and Gabby got engaged and were planning to spend their lives together. Please, if you or your family has any decency left, please tell us where Gabby is located. Tell us if we are even looking in the right place. All we want is Gabby to come home. Please help us make that happen. Signed, Jim Schmidt, Joe Petito, Nicole Schmidt, and Tara Petito. So, the family is pointing its finger directly at Brian and literally begging for information. And it seems the Northport Police, which is now the agency leading the investigation, is also desperate to get the laundries to share any information they may have about Gabby. At a Thursday press conference, Chief Todd Garrison of the Northport, Florida Police Department said, quote, We share the frustration with the world right now. Two people went on a trip, one person returned, and that person that returned isn't providing us any information. Chief Garrison continued bluntly, I believe Brian has the information. And then, in what seems like a direct appeal to Brian's parents, he added, 
I believe people around Brian may also have the information and we are pleading to those people to come forward. Provide us the information that we need to find Gabby. Police have not declared Brian Laundrie to be a suspect, but have stated that he is a person of interest in the disappearance of Gabby Petito. Brian's lawyer, Stephen Bertolino, said he advised Brian not to talk. He said in a statement, Many people are wondering why Mr. Laundrie would not make a statement or speak with law enforcement in the face of Ms. Petito's absence. In my experience, intimate partners are often the first person law enforcement focuses their attention on in cases like this, and the warning that any statement made will be used against you is true, regardless of whether my client had anything to do with Ms. Petito's disappearance. As such, on the advice of counsel, Mr. Laundrie is not speaking on this matter. In an interview on Good Morning America, Brian's sister Cassie Laundrie said she has not talked to him since he returned from his road trip. I wish I could talk to him, she said. I've cooperated every way that I can. I wish I had information or I would give more. As for searches for Gabby, investigators have confirmed that they have not found Gabby's cell phone. Of course, tracking information for her phone would be very helpful in gaining an understanding of her whereabouts. But investigators are keeping mum as to whether they have been able to obtain location information from her cell phone provider. As far as ground searches go, KUTV reports that federal law enforcement officials are working with police in northwestern Wyoming to look for Gabby. Police have confirmed that they are searching Grand Teton National Park, where Gabby's family was last told she was, and are asking anyone who saw the couple there or who may have pictures of them to contact the FBI. Speaking of the FBI, the FBI Denver office tweeted on September 16th, Update, the FBI is working with our partners in the Teton County Sheriff's Office, Jackson Police Department, the National Park Service, and other state and local law enforcement agencies across the country in the investigation of Gabrielle Gabby Petito's disappearance. Hashtag find Gabby. And crime scene techs continue to analyze the Ford van and its contents, searching for any clues as to what could have happened to Gabby. Since she was living in the van, physical evidence of her presence, such as DNA and bodily fluids, is expected. Texts will be looking instead for any signs of a crime, GPS destinations, notes and maps, weapons, and so on. And then there's this. Per CBS News, a county sheriff in Utah said he is actively investigating any possible connection between Gabby's disappearance and a couple found murdered near a campsite in Moab, Utah. Kylan Schulte, age 24, and Crystal Turner, age 38, who were recently married, were found shot to death in a creek near their Moab area campsite on August 18th. Before the women were killed, Kylan had told some friends that there was a creepy man loitering near their campsite in the LaSalle Mountains. She added that if something happened to her and Crystal, they were murdered. Per the Salt Lake Tribune, quote, Kylan worked at the Moonflower Community Cooperative in Moab, the same place where a witness reported seeing a nearby argument and apparent physical altercation between Gabby and her fiancé, which prompted the domestic problem investigation on August 12th. So, Gabby and Brian were at the workplace of one of the women murdered six days later in the same area. A bizarre coincidence at the very least. Kylan and Crystal's homicide remains unsolved. Asked about a possible link between the two cases, a spokesman for the Grand County Sheriff's Office told Fox News, We're looking at everything. We're not ruling anything out at this time. 
That's it for now. We can only hope Brian Laundrie has a change of heart and agrees to talk to investigators and tell them what he knows about Gabby's disappearance, even if it's just to tell them where he last saw her. Because otherwise, the search area between Wyoming and Florida is vast, and Gabby could be anywhere. If you have any information about the whereabouts of Gabby Petito, please call the Suffolk County Police Department at 1-800-220-8477. This is a fast-moving case with seemingly new details emerging by the day. You can help generate awareness of Gabby's disappearance by sharing the information from our show notes and from our case episode at missingpersonspodcast.net. You can also follow us and share our updates on the case on social media. You can find us on Twitter at missing underscore pod or on Facebook by searching for Missing Persons Podcast. We also recommend that you follow Gabby's page on Facebook, on the page that's been set up by her family. It's called Find Gabby. 